0: Welcome to Choices, the podcast that allows you to simply be. I'm Vidya Bello and my job is to help you think about things a little bit differently, to help you cope with those challenges in life that may be affecting your happiness or performance, and hopefully provide you with some clarity in your decision making. Today, we talk about a man called Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson, an American lecturer and philosopher who wrote an essay on self reliance back in 1841. What can we learn from Ralph's ideas, I hear you ask? We can learn to think independently, embrace individuality, and bravely, with a sense of courage, strive towards our own goals. Want to know how? Stay tuned and listen to this episode of The Choices Podcast. You come into this world just as you are. Raw. There, with zero accessories, perhaps alone, perhaps not. But the bottom line is that when you come into this world, you had to try and take your first breath yourself, independently of anything or anyone. That is potentially one's first moment of self-reliance. But as we grow, the moments and opportunities to really exercise that sense of self-reliance lessen Unless we consciously choose to act in a way that really encourages a sense of growth and nurturing of capabilities whilst also embracing all that we are in that given moment. Self-reliance is about living a life in which you make decisions and opinions with the utmost respect for your own experience of the world. It's not about, you know, closing yourself off from the world and living off the land. No, that's not what I'm really talking about here. But you can perhaps already see how self-reliance has lots of overlap with things like self-expression, self-worth, reliance, which I talked about the other week, and self-acceptance. Ralph Waldo Emerson an American lecturer and philosopher, amongst other things, was the first to write an essay on self-reliance in 1841, where he shared his ideas. He felt that society negatively impacts our growth. He argued strongly that in order to avoid the pressures of conformity imposed upon us by society, or even that conformity that we impose upon ourselves, we must exercise this self-reliance, this self-trust and this sense of individualism amongst other things. Emerson in his works highlighted three key areas in his sense of self-reliance. Number one, thinking independently, being able to trust yourself implicitly. We can have a tendency to hide behind what others think, say or do, be it our partner's, our family, our community, society in general. And Emerson believed that to not think independently was a sign of wanting to imitate rather than go on the basis of an instinctive and intuitive trust of one's own feeling. And that really encourages a sense of self-doubt and a lack of confidence. So if we think about our self-esteem, your own sense of, of personal worth or value, then you can see that if you didn't feel that what you had to think and say was any good, then you'd be nurturing this sense of mistrust within yourself and a lack of confidence. If you imagine you're trying to preserve your self-esteem that felt pretty battered by the winds of life, asserting yourself in terms of what you think and consequently do could really feel like an uphill climb. To assert yourself in the world in this way feels almost like a risk to that self-esteem that already feels fragile. That said, at the same time, that self-esteem really wants to fight hard to really preserve itself. It wants to support you to feel that you can handle yourself. So that sense of self-reliance gets altered almost to feel conditioned that your version of self-reliance is okay, even if you are filled with self-doubt, lack confidence and need constant validation. See, that's why so many people just walk around in life with so much stuff, but without ever seeking any support to unpack that and get it sorted. Because in truth, it's an empowering feeling to say to oneself, even though I lack self-confidence, I can still go about my life okay by myself. It's really only when the lack of confidence or mistrust of oneself really gets in the way of life, and actually the fragile self-esteem feels threatened, does the person think, do you know what, I need help with that from somebody else. See, till that point, the skewed sense of self-reliance keeps the fragile self-esteem intact. It's complicated, but I, I'm really hoping you're still with me. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to summarize why so many people, and I include, you know, my past self in there, feel we manage life all right, when actually we could manage life so much better for ourselves. To admit that again, bashes the self-esteem, especially if it's not in a good shape. So why admit that? It's better to conform and imitate when we feel unsure of ourselves. And there, there is a sense of safety about doing that. So I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I thought it was really necessary to talk that through a little bit. So coming back to those three main key areas of self-reliance... So the second one embracing individuality and an example of this when when the rest of your family perhaps is inclined one way and you perhaps are not you see yourself as very different and rather than resent that you embrace that difference and in fact seek to nurture that in really meaningful ways. Looking at my own three boys All are very different, but I would say that the first and the second are motivated by and spend their energies in very similar ways. They get on with those traditional subjects at school, whereas the youngest turns his attention to very different things, model making, engineering feats of his own, artistic and creative projects. It isn't a cause for conflict. He is very celebrated for his creativity and innovation. In that way, his individuality is embraced by us. But moreover, himself, he has significance in our family of five because of his individuality. So often when we cannot embrace our own individuality, we feel hemmed in by our own selves. Lots of that causes that anxiety, stress, tension that I see so many come to me about. Ultimately, you know, when we dampen how we express ourselves in the world, we come into conflict with ourselves first. So when managing relationships, be it with friends, partners, work colleagues, there's always that space for examining how we occur in the world You know, are you the one who embraces your own individuality or are you the one who embraces a herd mentality? Are you the one who strikes a balance embracing your individuality when you feel it's appropriate and tames it for when you're in perhaps group scenarios? Or are you one who is as they are? And finds environments and people to be in that really complement your individuality and enable you to thrive. Just take a moment perhaps. Where do you find yourself? And then we come to that last one in that sense of self-reliance that Emerson talked of. Bravely and with a sense of courage, strive towards your own goals. In spite of hardships that might prevail, by bucking the trend, um, the person is really fully happy, confident in themselves that they just have to be themselves in this world, even if there is a cost with that. And I'm, I'm thinking classically when a child does everything actually that their parents want them to do, there is a, there is a cost for challenging that, challenging their parents and some children are not prepared to face that challenge. It's just far easier to do and fulfill the expectations of their parents. So why is self-reliance a really positive thing? Well, let's go through a few. One, you accept yourself. Two, you, you grow in the sense of confidence, self-confidence. You value your self-worth. Three, it means you can solve problems and make decisions by yourself. And this is really critical when you think, you know, as we grow older, learn to live independently. We need to develop that skill. Four, recognize that dependency that we might have on other people, other things. And I'm thinking of those kind of codependent relationships where you need the other person to fulfill something about yourself, and vice versa and you learn to understand your boundaries in relation to that five you you can understand your values and your beliefs six self-reliance it allows you to feel happy by yourself in yourself and about yourself without needing to rely on anyone else and seven it really gives you a sense of your own direction As I've mentioned in other podcast episodes, we are first and foremost ourselves before we are anything else, before we are all those roles that we fulfill in life, be it as parents, as members of our wider families, our jobs, with friends, as members of our communities. i go so far as to say it's even more intricate than that. We are our own awareness, being true to understanding that, being capable of independent thought, knowing what our loves, passions, interests and motivations are, pursuing those with a lightness independently of others' judgments whilst being fully compassionate for our human frailties is really, for me, what self-reliance is about. It isn't really about not seeking help. Self-reliance is about resourcefulness in life. Do you want to be resourceful? I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Choices Podcast. Don't forget to like, share and follow. Want to know how I can help you harness your own self-reliance? Get in touch. Choices at vividoutcomes.co.uk. I'll catch you next week.